Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire. With Jason McIntyre. Straight fire. September 3rd. Uh, uh, this is one of those mornings, folks, where I'm bringing the heat. Like, you guys know there was some phenomenal NBA basketball. Phenomenally bad as well on Wednesday night. There's huge NFL news. But listen, when we started hyping September as one of the greatest sports months, seriously, in recent sports memory, it's going to get pretty incredible here soon. NBA playoffs NFL now, one week from tonight, the NFL season starts. I, I, listen, I know you guys love this. The best bet went 2-0 again. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Unbelievable. So Rockets, Thunder, Under, easily cashes. And the Heat, Bucks, despite you know Miami trying to give that game away, they were able to cash as dogs and win outright. The best bet on this podcast 
is now 11 and 3. And I know it's gaining steam because you guys are tweeting at me in the DMs. Hey, I didn't catch straight fire. What were the picks? Well, obviously I'm not giving them out. Listen, man, I got to get paid. You guys got to get listen to the podcast. I'm sure some of you are going to fast forward to the end for the great Thursday night picks since I'm rolling, but uh, you got to wait. And obviously remember, subscribe, rate, and review. I'm just going to keep hammering that home. You know the drill at this point. Uh, and if you want, listen, spread the word that we're hot on this. Tag me on Facebook, tag me on the gram, whatever you want. Uh, it's all fun. And guys, I just want to add this quick final note. Um, you guys have said like this podcast, at least to me, maybe privately, I've actually gotten emails, which is crazy. I don't post my email anywhere. That there's something about this podcast that just sounds different and energetic and vibrant to start the day. And listen, there's some other sports podcasts out there that I've given a listen to. I'm not taking shots. I just, it's a different vibe, a different energy. And you guys know me. I We're talking about sports. We're happy. This is exciting. Who doesn't love sports? Um, and other other. Sports podcasts are a little dull and, you know, want to get all NPR-ish. And we're going to have fun, and that's what we're here to do. And we're starting with the biggest story in sports. It's not the NBA, folks. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Huge news in the NFL. Leonard Fournette signing with the Buccaneers. And I think the quick takeaway here is that Tampa Bay is going to be the most hated team in the NFL. This is starting to already feel like... LeBron, when he went to Miami and they started just gathering players and everybody hated the heat, LeBron was kind of wearing the black hat. You know, they were talking about not one, not two, not five, winning everything. And everybody kind of disliked Miami. I mean, think about this. They just signed Leonard Fournette, who who just got the it's not you, it's me treatment from the Jags. The Jags outright cut Fournette. Remember, he was a top 10 pick. Just a battering ram of a running back. He was a monster at LSU, comes into the league, and is a beast. He's trucking people left and right. And they just kicked him to the curb. They were like, oh, you know, it's not the locker room issues, Leonard. We just, you know, we just wanted to move on. Okay, (laughs) sure it's not. You know, like when you break up with a girl and you say, oh, no, it's not you. It's me. It's obviously her. And this is obviously Leonard Fournette, a guy who uh, was suspended as a rookie for skipping the team picture. He was just above that. They deactivated him once as a rookie for bad attitude. He was fined for being late to meetings, lack of attention. This is a young guy who's in the league, and he feels like he's above all this. Remember, I'll never forget last year, the season finale. He just, like, sat on the bench. He was injured, inactive. He just didn't talk to anybody. It's like he didn't want to be there. That's who you're bringing into Tampa? Tom Brady's just like, gather them all up. Give me everybody, okay? Think about who this team has now. Tom Brady... Bails on Belichick. One last hurrah. I want to prove I can do it without Bill and his system. He coaxes Gronkowski out of retirement. Okay? Then they go out and sign Shady McCoy. You guys know his history, right? Shady McCoy, obviously a very good back. One time, he was a top five back with the Eagles. He was pretty good with the Bills. But another guy who's a little petulant, difficult to get along with. But if you look at the skill position players on this Tampa Bay Bucks team, You've got probably the best pair of receivers in the league in Evans and Godwin. The offensive line is suspect. They're three deep at tight end with Gronk, O.J. Howard, who was a stud at Alabama, and Cameron Brait, who's like one of these sneaky red zone guys. And now the backfield has Ronald Jones, the home run hitter from USC. Then you add Shady McCoy, who's going to make people miss and kind of embarrass people in space. And you've got Fournette, who's just going to be out here running people over in the open field. I'm telling you. 
there is going to be so much hate for this Bucks team. Remember, they are tied for the league lead with five primetime games. The hate is going to flow like magma. I can't wait. It's going to be like LeBron's Miami Heat all over again. Tampa adds Leonard Fournette. All right, let's move to basketball in the NBA. Pretty wild night. I know Rob G doesn't like it when I tout my winning picks, but now 11-3, and three, I've got to, I got to hype that a little bit. I'm going to start with the Rockets outlasting the Thunder. And it's funny because if you listen to yesterday's podcast, this was framed as Chris Paul versus James Harden, and it didn't really materialize because Chris Paul was very good. Chris Paul had a triple-double. You saw them flash the stat on the screen. Chris Paul, the oldest player in an NBA playoff game, he's 35, to get a triple-double. And they lost! 104-102, to really fascinating end of the game. And I'll go off on the referees in a sec. But about James Harden, and I'm sure Rob G is champing at the bit to jump in here. James Harden was not good. He was 4 for 15 shooting, 1 of 9 from 3. And it was your typical, oh, this is James Harden versus the Spurs. Maybe he was at the strip club. You Remember all those rumors back in the day? He was partying the night before the game. They got squashed by like 30 at home. And then, of course, there's been hardened meltdowns against the Warriors, two of them. And here in Game 7, 4 of 15, 1 of 9 from 3. Only had 17 points, but he redeemed himself. He totally redeemed himself blocking a three-point attempt by Lou Dort. I'm serious. Lou Dort was the guy that uh, Billy Donovan and Chris Paul trusted with the go-ahead shot in the final, you know, five seconds. Dort did have 30, a career high. But it was one of those finishes that was super duper ugly. And Rob G, before we get to you for bashing James Harden, I just want to say last night, the refereeing was problem number one. In the Thunder Rockets game, I mean, it was the play itself was awful, but the refereeing was like, I'm not here to see you call off ball fouls and swallow your whistle, and call flops, and not tee up Russell Westbrook when he slaps a ball out of your hand. I mean, they're giving out texts like candy, and then Russell Westbrook slaps the ball out of the ref's hand, yelling him in his face, and nothing. I mean, the inconsistency is maddening. The NBA's really got to get a grip on this, and quickly, we will get to the Bucks heat finish, but I mean, that was just all kinds of awful... I know you got to blow the whistle there on Giannis, but it just—it's a whistle-happy fourth quarter in the bubble. I don't like it, and I'll tell you right now, it's going to get real crazy if we get down to Clippers-Lakers decided by refs uh, to see who wins the NBA title. Because let's be honest, with the Bucks down 0-2, whoever wins the West is winning the title. Uh, all right, Rob G, fire away on your boy James Harden. He looked as bad as—I mean, many thought he would. And I'm sure that you got a Lakers prediction that you want to get in here real quick. Well, first off, James Harden is getting entirely too much credit for blocking a Lou Dort <laughs> kind of push jump shot. I mean, he didn't even really have to jump to block it or where he got it. So stop it with all that. James Harden played like trash. He said so much on the uh, postgame interview. <laughs> he admitted he said, I played like shit. So, you know, if he's going to admit it, I'm going to agree with him. Thank you, James, for pointing out the obvious. That's number one. Number two, this should have been the game that ended the Houston Rockets as we know them. Yeah. This this would have been the one where Mike D'Antoni gets fired, Daryl Morey gets fired, small ball rest in peace, and Billy Donovan oh. 
did everything he could to ensure that that Houston is going to live on. Twice. I don't know if you watched this, but I had to replay the last two plays of the last second four different times. Steven Adams is <laughs> underneath the basket with nobody within three feet of him. And he's not even looking at the rim. So that was the first time. Then they call timeout. They reset. They have him again a second time on the second play. Steven Adams at the free throw line. Nobody between him and the basket. Not looking at the rim. And then I saw this after the fact for the fourth time I rewound it to make sure I wasn't tripping. Dennis Schroeder's on the backside three-point line. Nobody within seven feet of him. If he just jogs to the front of the rim, there's like an alley-oop layup. I can't give James Harden, sorry to bring it full circle, I can't give James Harden credit for a game where there were so many blunders by everybody else around him, including I'm built for this Chris Paul. He didn't earn anything. I will agree. I think this team will get blown up because um, as we, you know, if you look really into the Thunder, their owner lost a lot of money. They had a very high payroll. I, they're going to look to ship Chris Paul out of town. I don't know if they'll be successful. Although Paul was pretty good this year. Uh, you know, some people are saying he's an all-NBA, like third team. He was good. But I think Gallinari will be moved somewhere. I think the Warriors will kick the tires on him. I don't think Billy Donovan will be back. Uh, he was awful, as as you pointed out, Rob G. So the Rockets advance to the Lakers. Um, obviously, listen, the first game uh, of this series isn't until... When is it, Rob G.? It's on Friday night. Game one Friday, Friday night. Okay. Sunday, Tuesday, and then head-to-head with opening night in the NFL Thursday. LeBron, Harden. Well, we know the NFL is going to destroy it head-to-head, but the NBA should be smart and make it not as head-to-head as possible. So we will look deeper into the series, but my gut tells me that the Lakers probably steamroll the Rockets. And, and you never want to go overboard. Uh, the Rockets just look so tired in that second half. And I got to be honest, Rob G, nobody on that team overly impressed me. It's like, okay, Jeff Green showed up for a couple quarters and Covington had a pretty nice showing, but I I, I don't see it from Westbrook. And I don't know, we'll see. Uh, but initial gut tells me Lakers in five or six. My initial feeling is Lakers in six and it should be Lakers sweep, but I'm concerned about Anthony Davis. Because like I've told you before, Anthony Davis, if he gets a big guy on him, he's killing him. He's too fast. Right. Where he has issues is with these undersized guys, you know, six, eight and under that are a little bit stocky that just kind of get underneath inside of him and, and it turns him into a finesse player instead of the big man that he should be against those kind of guys. Yeah. And uh, the Rockets have a handful of those guys. So if Anthony Davis decides that he's going to take over, it should be a sweep. If he takes until game three or four to do that, it'll go six. Damn. P.J. Tucker averaged 34 minutes a game in this series. He is 35 years old. That's an old man getting beaten on by uh, Steven Adams. All right, let's quickly pivot to Giannis. And I, you know, I I really want to go all in on Giannis here and just take him, tear him to shreds, but I, I can't, unfortunately. Now, he hasn't been great, but when you look at this series, ex- the, the Heat are doing exactly what the Raptors did last year to Giannis in the final four games. They build a wall, essentially. Three guys at the foul line say, Giannis, we'll give you any shot you want. You are not driving on us. And Budenholzer hasn't adjusted. This is unbelievable. You know, Budenholzer is a great regular season coach. And in the postseason, he has just totally shat the bed every year. Remember, he had a 60-win Hawks team with four All-Stars, and LeBron swept their ass out of the playoffs. Budenholzer last year, I mean, he got clown-suited 
by Nick Nurse. And here he is now down 0-2 to Spolstra. I- I'm going to say this. A lot of you guys know that I, uh, if you listen to my Saturday radio show, I am a coach for my kids who play sports. I coach my son and my daughter. And it just so happens that we usually have good teams because A, I'm into it. B, my kids get into it because I'm into it. And then my kids happen to know the other good players. Uh, the other, the parents get into it. And the parents end up wanting the good players on our team because we practice. Um, you know, we're willing to do the drills. Uh, I don't sugarcoat it. And and I've expressed this before, guys. You know, my wife's not big into sports. But I have let her understand, like, the values you learn in sports at a young age are life lessons that stick with you forever. Teamwork, okay? Everybody's working toward an objective, right? You get positive reinforcement for your teammate if he misses a shot or she misses a shot. You know, communication is vital in sports. Uh, you know, it's competitive. And listen, life is competitive. It really is. And and sports is a huge avenue to that, even if you're not that good. I mean, my kids are good. They're not getting scholarships. My kids are into it. You know, they're, not, they're not star players. But I push them to enjoy it and be part of a team. And I'll never forget, last year, we had a really good third-grade basketball team. Second grade, we lost in the championship. Third grade, and I know you're laughing, third-grade basketball, Jason, really? Yeah, uh, listen. So we had, we had the best point guard in the league. We've got a really good team, probably one of the, three best teams in the league. And we're going up against a buddy of mine and he's the commissioner of the league and he's got a dominant player. And I had a, I knew what they were going to do because we had beat his team in the summer, but he had a better team now. And he opened the game essentially doing a triple team of our point guard. They had one guy up high right as he crossed the court and two guys behind him and they just moved in unison. And our point guard had been, he could dribble through double teams. He's dominant. He can't beat three guys. And their best player was up top. And I'm telling you, folks, we were shook early. And I'm like totally rattled. I'm like, okay, hold up, hold up. So it like midway through the second quarter, I'm like, all right, let's take our point guard off the ball. Let's make some changes. Let's bring our second best player to point. And we start to mount a rally. But then we had to go small. And you don't need to hear all the details. We end up losing the game. But on the fly, I had to adjust. And this is in the game. You've got to make adjustments. And I'm telling you. You watch Budenholzer, guys. He ain't adjusting. This is borderline embarrassing for a good coach to do this to Giannis. And I'm telling you right now, Giannis has to see this. If they happen to get swept, I don't see them winning the series. I picked the Heat in, I think it was six or seven for Fox. And if they don't win the series, Giannis is going to scoff when they offer the Supermax. Yo, we have not gotten better. That's the instant comeback. How how am I closer to winning a championship? And he's losing to a team with guys like Bam Adebayo, who is a really nice young player. Jimmy Butler, who is a, I mean, he's just a dog. He nearly blew the game for the Heat at the end, but I love me some Jimmy Butler. Jay Crowder, Goran Dragic, uh, Duncan Robinson, and then my guy off the bench, Tyler Hero. I can't say enough about Tyler Hero. Rob G, I don't have the man crush on Hero that I have on Jason Tatum. But I'm telling you right now, Hero to me is a perennial all-star. I believe he will be an all-NBA player. This guy has superstar written all over him. Um, this guy comes in, his handle, his vision, his shooting ability. I, this guy's a stud in the NBA. And, I mean, Giannis has to look at this team. And if you remember, I, I know I keep referencing it almost every show. Brian Windhorst came on this podcast two weeks ago and said, Listen, the Miami Heat are going to be in position to make a run at Giannis. And Rob G., Kevin Durant, 
got beat by the Warriors. Remember, they led 3-2, and then they end up losing 4-3. And then Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. Would it be something? Giannis loses to the Heat this year, and he can't go there this offseason. But in 2021, he goes to the team that made him rethink everything about the Milwaukee Bucks. And the action doesn't stop in the NBA. Uh, Tonight, (laughs) oh boy, huge game for the Toronto Raptors. Down 0-2. We'll get the best bet shortly, but um, this is their season. You don't come back from down 0-3 in the bubble. I've seen nothing from Toronto that leads me to believe they win this game. And uh, the other game is Denver against the Clippers. You guys know how we feel. We discussed this on the uh, podcast yesterday. I'm hopeful for a good game, but I don't. I would not be surprised if 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 the Clippers blew them off the floor. So NBA is really getting hot. We are one week away. Write it down. Circle it on the calendar. One week away from the NFL season. It's just going to get crazy on the podcast. You gotta. Tell all your friends. Coming up next, we've got a phenomenal interview with an NFL guy, Albert Breer. Knows the NFL as well as anybody. He's going to talk a little Patriots. He's going to talk a little college football. Uh, We'll do it all. That's next. Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire, a guy I've known for a long time. I think I met him at a combine or a Super Bowl. (laughs) Albert Breer, you know him. He's at SI. He's been everywhere. One of the more plugged-in NFL guys. He speaks the truth in a league where a lot of the media members tend to become cheerleaders. Breer's not one of those guys. Albert Breer, how are you, man? I'm good. How are we doing, J-Mac? I'm great. Having a lot of fun with the podcast. Unfortunately, the NFL's like sneaking up on everybody it's crazy, of the right? Damn COVID. Just, yeah, no it feels like there's it feels like there's less buzz. I mean, I, I like I've said this, like, you know, they were shutting down the practice. They're shutting down like what people can report out of practice and everything else. And I, I just like I was part of me that thinks like that owners and I, look, I'm not a big like like give us access guy. Like we make our own access. If you're good at the job, you can get access. But I just almost think like it, like from a league standpoint from like an ownership standpoint don't you want to be kind of creating buzz and a lot of the buzz is like where guys are on the depth chart but that sort of stuff and so if you don't have preseason games and you don't have that like how much is there really for all of us to talk about so yeah. i do it does feel like there's a little less buzz it doesn't feel like we're a week away from the season yeah. i wonder if uh you know nba being pushed into august and september kind of factors into that because at night everybody's watching nba there's no yeah i mean hard knocks is pretty weak but actually let me start here who do you think has the big advantage going into the season with no preseason games? You know, the players obviously aren't going to be f- as fit as they normally would be. Um, is it? Are we going? Do you expect heavy, heavy offense dominating in the first couple weeks? 
Well, I do think there's like a little bit of a shell game going on there. So you are going to see some teams that I think have an advantage offensively because you haven't been able to see scheme-wise what they're doing. Um, it's interesting. I'd actually sort of put New England at the top of that list because they're going to look vastly different, but it's sort of a guessing game in, on a, exactly what they're going to be, right? So, um, yeah, they're, they'd be one team that I think would be at a scheme advantage, and, and I do think there's going to be a little bit of that going on where it is a guessing game and teams aren't going to know what other teams are throwing at them. You know, that said, you know, from an execution standpoint, you know, offense needs more time than defense does. So that sort of balances that out. I, you know, I, I think it's the stock answer is an easy answer. It's probably the correct answer too, yeah. is that you, the teams that have veteran quarterbacks and veteran coaches are going to be at an advantage. And you can roll this back to 2011 and look at that year. Who was in the Super Bowl? It was the Giants with Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning and the Patriots with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And so, you know, I do think that the teams that have veteran quarterback, veteran coach, you know, teams like Seattle, teams like New Orleans do have a little bit of an edge going in. Um, you know, and then I think for the new coaches, it's going to really come down to creativity. The interesting thing is if you look back at that 11 season, uh, J-Mac, which I think it can be a point of reference because they didn't have an off-season program that year either, who are the two teams that, that – the, the two new coaches who made it, right, into the playoffs? It was Jim Harbaugh, who was coming from college, mm. um, going from Stanford to San Francisco. And so he had to think a little bit more creatively in college because they did have time constraints there and teams didn't know what they were going to throw at them. And then the other one was John Fox, and it was with Tim Tebow. And they were basically throwing an entirely new offense at, at, at the league and um, trying to make it work for Tebow. So, you know, I think it's uh, on one side it's going to be the, you know, the teams that have, you know, established quarterback, established coach are definitely going to have an advantage going in. But then I think it's also teams that are creative enough to think outside the box and maybe throw some things at other teams they aren't expecting. That's interesting. We might as well stick with the Patriots since you brought them up. You're a you're a Boston guy. I follow your Instagram exploits out on the Cape. <laughs> um, so it sounds like it's probably going to be Cam Newton. I don't know, man. Listen, Cowherd has pushed this whole, like, maybe the Patriots are just throwing the season. I can't see Belichick doing something like that. Mm -hmm. But, man, I got to say, you look at their skill position players, the opt-outs for COVID. It, uh, everything, to me, screams like this could be a six- or seven-win team for the Patriots. The talent's an issue, no question about it. And, and I think, like, what counterbalances that a little bit is that I think that when you're thrown different circumstances, you're thrown curveballs, no one's better at hitting them than Bill Belichick. And so, you know, I do think that the fact that there are more obstacles actually probably gives the Patriots a little bit of an advantage. But you're right. I mean, the roster's got issues. Offensive line depth's an issue. What do they do at right tackle? If Isaiah Wynn gets hurt again, what do they do at left tackle? The receiver position's a problem. The tight end position's a problem. Running back, they've got some depth. Um, but then you look on defense, and at linebacker, I mean, you're losing Jamie Collins, Kyle Van Noy, Dante Hightower. And so... It's really you sort of have to look for the identity of the team. And I think where you're going to find it is through Cam Newton. And I think this is – I'll give you an interesting anecdote from 2011 if you want to roll it back there, J-Mac, because that's obviously the applicable thing, right? Yeah. So in 11, Bill kept harping on it to his players. There are going to be poorly conditioned teams out there. Don't be one of them. We want to be taking advantage of those teams. Well, let's say there are some teams that are a little out of shape early in the year, right? What better way to, to attack an out-of-shape team than with a punishing running game spearheaded by a 270-pound quarterback? He's right? a battering ram. That's a smart – yeah, that's a great idea. Right. 
and, and again, I think Damian Harris can be that type of runner for him. We'll see if Sonny Michelle can stay healthy. Obviously, that's been a problem. But, you know, I, I think the, the, the makeup of that team is going to be a lot different. And, um, you know, if you look at them defensively, how good they were for most of last year, if they can find solutions at linebacker, which won't be easy because it's not easy to play linebacker for Belichick, uh, but if they can find solutions at linebacker and get back to the point where they're a top five defense again, you can sort of see the identity of the team coming together where you have Cam Newton leading a punishing ground-based offense and the team winning games on defense. Yeah, Interesting. Th- this idea of, you know, shifting things quickly and reinvention. I've talked on my radio show before about how, like, Madonna reinvented herself as a mm-hmm. singer and Bradley Cooper as an actor. And I do have to ask you about Lamar Jackson. I know he won the MVP, yep. okay? And he's lost in the playoffs both times. I wouldn't say this past year against Tennessee was his fault. He had a, massive numbers. But I just wonder how sustainable it is, Albert. He cannot go out and rush for another 1,000 yards. It's just the likelihood of him surviving this, to me, I I just I don't think that's realistic. Do you think we see less running from Lamar and more pocket uh, winning attempts this year? I I will say the one good sign, okay, and I can tell you this because I've been told by multiple people, that his focus has really been in areas where those questions would come up. And I think that that shows a maturity for a guy coming off of an MVP that he's willing to look at his game humbly enough and identify what he didn't do well last year. Because I think a lot of like kids at that age would look at it and say, well, you know, I do all this stuff really well. Yeah. Like, let's just keep working on the positive. To me, like the fact, like the, and, and he, the specific things that he worked on, consistency in the pocket, right? Uh, working on throwing outside the numbers because that's something that, you know, when you run the ball, the way that they run the ball, you've got advantages outside the numbers. It's hard for teams to match up with you outside the numbers. And so he's working on things where there have been deficiencies in his game. And I think that that gives him, that gives the Ravens an edge because if you know, you have a whole full off season to break down the tape and look at it and everything else, you're going to be like, okay, like he's been a little shaky in areas a, B and C. So if they can incorporate some stuff into those areas, now all of a sudden it's a lot harder to catch up with what they're doing, you know? And so I think that that's kind of part of it. And the other thing, Jay Mack, and I had an interesting conversation with John Harbaugh about this about a week ago. Um, I think he thinks it's a little insulting that people think that they're going to catch up to Lamar Jackson. And that sort of makes me feel that maybe deep down Lamar feels that way too. You know what I mean? Like that Lamar feels like you're just going to catch up to me. We'll see about that. So I just think he's got like such a good mindset about all of this that I, I think he's going to do everything. Now, we'll see if it's sustainable because, you know, history tells us you can't yeah. play a quarterback that way in the NFL. Um, but I do think he's working really hard in areas that you would have considered his deficiencies. And um, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like this year because I do know that the Ravens aren't planning on standing still. They are going to keep moving the ball forward. They're not going to be the same offense yeah. they were a year ago. And if you remember late in the season, the Browns, I think they were on like their third turn of seeing Lamar Jackson and the Steelers as well. Both yep. teams started to do a better job containing him. Teams that haven't seen him like the Rams and the Dolphins, I mean, they're getting destroyed. But when you've seen this guy a couple times, you start to slow him down a little bit. I, I By the way, I love Lamar Jackson. I don't want anyone taking that the wrong way. While we're on the Ravens, can I ask about Earl Thomas? Um, I, I don't yeah. know if you've got details on the orgy. That may be a little too much for our audience. Um, but <laughs> how, so were people, what, what went down 
at the I, practice where he gets so, in a fight with a teammate. Well, let's let, let's start off the top here. I I do think that there's been this issue with Earl for longer than most people know. And the thing about Earl in Seattle, Earl was never the alpha. Now, Earl, like schematically, was the guy you were building around, right? Like Earl was like the centerpiece of how Pete Carroll wanted to play defense because you need to have a rangy center fielder to play that way. But like the the alpha was Cam Chancellor. Hmm. And the number two, as far as that goes in the locker room, was Richard Sherman. And I know in Seattle, they really felt like as like Earl was always a little weird, like a little off, you know? And as long as Seattle had Cam and Sherm, they were able to keep that in check. What happened when those two left? And all of a sudden, it's like walking into the freaking Cowboys locker room. (laughs) (laughs) Like, right? Like, like, so like you saw those signs at the end in Seattle and I, I, you know, then you go to, you go to Baltimore. Now all of a sudden he's got all the leverage there too, because they paid him 14 million a year and they're able to sort of keep it under control for a time. But I can tell you like, this was, this was not like a one event thing. This was, this was the straw breaking the camel's back. He was late to stuff. He wasn't all that responsive at times. Like they had issues with him f- pretty much since he got there. <laughs> and that like, and, and, and in the end, that's why when John Harbaugh went to the leadership council, they said, yeah, you can take him. Like, like if you got to get rid of him, do what you got to do. <laughs> you know, like that's why they did that. That's, that's why that happened because they had seen what had been happening in the building. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't good the way that Earl Thomas reacted, you know, when especially when what happened in practice was really on him. Yeah. Like, so it wasn't good that he reacted that way and threw his helmet and all of that. That's not good. But, you know, if it's just a one-time thing, those things happen in training camp. You know, guys are worn out and you get a week or two in and you're in the dog days. and Those things happen. It's, it was way more than that. Yeah. So you had your flashpoint, but everybody had observed what had happened in the building over time. All right, uh, just a quick buzz through two more, and then I'll get to the college football since you're Mr. Ohio State. So first of all, uh, do you think the Cowboys' schedule is very favorable for like the first six games? They Mm -hmm. could start out like 6-1, 7-1, something like that. So do you think they pay Dak during the season? And, I mean, are you bullish on this Cowboys team to get to the playoffs and perhaps, you know, make a run? So I I think you want to watch the Deshaun Watson negotiation Mm -hmm. because I think that will further define the market for Dak Prescott. The problem with the Patrick Mahomes extension was it's the, the structure is so unique and so different and it locks them up for 10 years. And most players, yeah, most players would balk at that. Um, and the Cowboys have wanted a longer structure. So I think like if Deshaun Watson signs a more, I, I, I would say a more con, a, a contract with more conventional quarterback structure, like the way Russell Wilson did, then I think you've got something that's an actual comp, and I think that that can help get a deal done. Um, because if Deshaun Watson gets, say Deshaun Watson signs at 42. All right, let's just throw that number out there. Say he signs at 42. Now all of a sudden, and, and it's a conventional structure under a four- or a five-year extension, now all of a sudden you can say, okay, like this is a conventional quarterback deal right. that we can kind of build off of. And so I, I think that it's sort of going to depend on what happens in the rest of the league. and. Um, I do think that the Cowboys would be amenable to getting something. I do think the Cowboys would be amenable to getting something done between now and the end of the season. And I do think it's worth noting too. The last time they were in this sort of situation, it was with Tony Romo and I was covering the Cowboys at the time. And in 2007, they were able to get him done during the bye week. 
and he was in a contract year. And so the Cowboys aren't against doing those sorts of things. And I certainly think they would like to avoid getting to the end of the year where they have to franchise him again, because if they've got to tag him again at the number they're going to have to tag him at, his leverage is off the charts. Mm, So, um, yeah, I think right where we are right now, if he gets off to a strong start, I would expect another push from the Cowboys to try and get something done. All right. Before, last question before college. Do you have a Super Bowl pick? I mean, it's so easy to say, all right, give me Mahomes <laughs> against uh, Lamar Jackson or the 49ers get back there. I, I, I mean, do you have a, a lean at this point? I actually haven't like done my – got to sit down. I think I got an email. My, 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 one of my editors, <laughs> I'm always late with this stuff, and I just I forget to do it and everything else. I haven't actually made an official Super Bowl pick. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, like the Ravens and chiefs are easy teams to say, okay, they're established. They've got great young quarterbacks. They'll be in the mix. Um, you know, the team that I think I'll, I'll give you something that I've been sort of batting around. I've been batting around Deshaun Watson as the NFL MVP. Wow. And I've been batting around the idea that the Texans could wind up being better than people think. And you lose DeAndre Hopkins, but from what I understand, like the buy-in in their training camp has been like really, really strong. And Deshaun Watson played really well early in that playoff game, and they got out to that what was a twenty-four to nothing lead yeah. against. So, I'm just like I'm not like like I don't know if I'm ready to pick them to go all the way, but in the AFC, they'd be one team that I would certainly be keeping an eye on. And I picked the Saints the last couple of years in the AFC or the NFC. And I, I just like, I look at their talent base. I mean, like, if you look at their last three or four drafts, J Mac, I don't know if you've gone back and done this. Well, they draft all Ohio State well, guys. <laughs> but, 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 but like, aside from that, aside from that, I mean, it's home run after home run after home run. Even like one of the first round picks that did, like Sheldon Rick Rankins, like, was a really good player before he had the injury issues, mm-hmm. right? And you had the one draft where they got, and I, I want to sit, I think I got the order right here. Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchick, uh, Alvin Kamara, Marcus Williams, right? They draft Marcus Davenport the year after that, get Traquan Smith, who I think is going to be a really good young player for them. And they draft three guys this year. And I can tell you the strategy behind what they did this year was to draft mature guys who can play right away. So they gave up all their draft capital and targeted three guys and brought in three guys that they think can play right away, of course, headed by the, the center from Michigan, um, Caesar Ruiz. And so I like, it seems like a cop out. Like the saints aren't like a, the saints aren't like a under the radar pick, but I just think the talent's been too good there the last few years where if breeze is, is some semblance of drew breeze. When we get to January, I think eventually that, that group has everything it takes to break through. All right, let's do a couple minutes on college football. That I know you have a deep passion for Ohio State. I'm sure you saw the news on Wednesday. Ohio State practiced. There was also news about the Georgia quarterback, Jamie Newman, who was awesome yeah. at Wake Forest last year. He's opting out. We saw uh, Chase from LSU opt out. College football is a bit of a mess, but I know you're a huge college football guy. You're probably one of the big yeah. donators at Ohio State. You're riding the riding the jet with the team to games. Um I don't know. Where are is the Big Ten going to play? You think this fall, or what's your gut telling you? Yeah, my gut tells me that my my gut tells me it's going to be up to the presidents. Like I, I do think that like I, I don't think Kevin Warren expected the blowback he got. Which I, I mean, look, like I I think this mistake gets made sometimes because of the makeup of the Big Ten. Sometimes I think the Big Ten tries to be the Ivy League, 
when the identity of the conference is much closer to being SEC. Yeah. And so I think he had been around those presidents and he had been around the administrators and it gives you this feeling that maybe the league is something that it isn't. He didn't expect the SEC blowback that he got, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, I think what's going to happen, I think Kevin Warren's going to work with the government and try to get his, the, the resources he can and put a, I, I think they're going to be able to put an NFL style plan, like an NFL NFL style protocols in front of the presidents. And then it's going to be up to the presidents. And I don't know how the presidents are going to vote, but I think if you can get NFL style protocols in front of the presidents, this is my opinion. If you say no, you just didn't want to play football in the right. first place. Or there's some other reason. <laughs> like, yeah. like you just didn't want to play football in the first place. And I would say this, and I would mark this down because I think that this is an important piece of it, Right. So if you don't have football in the fall, you're killing one golden goose. I think what some people didn't account for is you'll be kind of killing two golden gooses too because if you're not letting these kids play football, how are you allowing basketball to start in October? Mm. So for some of these schools that aren't necessarily football schools but make a lot of money off of basketball, I think that that's something that's sort of snuck into the equation the last few weeks where the fact like, like they're like, oh, crap. We can't start basketball if we're telling the football players they can't play, right? Yeah. How does it make any sense to start like the? How does it make any sense to start basketball practice on October first? Have midnight madness and all of that if you're telling the football players they can't play? Yeah. I think that that's a. I think that's like an under the radar factor here that could wind up pushing this thing over the goal line, and I, I, I. I mean, like, look, like the October 10th date, I know Dan Patrick kicked it around. It's a date that I can tell you I've heard from multiple people, too. Mm, interesting. All right. Um, Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick in the 2021 mm-hmm. draft. I speculated, uh, other people have done it as well, that maybe he and Dabo Sweeney go as a package deal to Jacksonville. Yeah. Dabo gets full control as GM and coach. Is that a pipe dream, or do you think there may be something to it? We know Lawrence is going. The question yeah. really is, does Dabo want to stay at Clemson after he's had one of the best quarterback prospects yeah. in decades? Or uh, does he want to wait for the Alabama job to replace Saban because he did play at Alabama? What, what are your thoughts on that? Right. I mean, like, I don't know Dabo at all, so I, I can't speak to what his desires are. What I would say is that if he has in the back of his head that at some point he wants to give the NFL a shot, how much of being a how much of making it you answer this for me how much of making it as an NFL coach is your quarterback 98% maybe <laughs> right 95 like, so it's up there it's, right and so like if dabo says has it in the back of his head i'm going to take my one shot at this at some point i'm not sure when i'm going to do it but i'm going to take my one shot at it and then he sees a place that is given everyone time Right, like since Shad Khan bought that team, everyone's gotten time. Dave Caldwell's going into year eight, I believe it is. <laughs> One right? playoff appearance, maybe. Right, right. So Gus maybe. Bradley got four years before he was fired. Doug Marone is going into his fourth year. Everyone's gotten rope there, yeah. right? And so, like, if you're if you're Dabo and you're saying to yourself, like, at some point, I'm going to take my shot at this. And you look at it and you say, and let's let's just say for argument's sake that your scenario plays out and they have the first pick when this all comes up. Like you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, I get to go with my quarterback who I know. I I got an ownership that's patient. I'm gonna be going to a market that's in the South that's familiar yes. with me. And I'm probably gonna have some I'm and I'm I'm probably gonna have some rope and some capital with those people to begin with because it is a college football market, right? If you start to add all of that up, 
it would sort of, it might be tough to say no. And Albert, and remember, to- he can always go back to college. And and if he right. wants to pass Nick Saban, you win in the NFL, you, you're probably going to pass Saban all time, not as just I mean, that a would, that football would, that coach. Would, Saban did it himself. Yeah. <laughs> like Saban, Saban went and gave the NFL a shot and came back and has been even better, right? Furrier like, like, as well, right? Right. Like, so, you know, like a lot of these guys, like I, I think that there's that, I think if you're going to take your one shot at it, I think a lot of it has to be based on like the situation that you're walking into. And these guys, like most of these guys have the leverage, the great ones have the leverage to pick their spot, right? Like they don't have to go at any point because they know the offer is going to keep coming. I mean, I can tell you that he's been on an NFL list before. Um, I have Mike Tannenbaum, um, you know, who started all of this yeah, a couple yeah. days ago on ESPN on my, on my podcast yesterday. And, um, you know, he mentioned the comparison to Pete Carroll, which I think is a fair one, you know, program builder, very positive, is able to get guys to buy in, brings people together, all of that. Like, I think that applies. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I look at that and it's like, that makes all the sense in the world to me. Now I, again, I don't know if he has a desire to coach in the NFL, but if that's been sitting in the back of his head, it makes a ton of sense so that that last, would be the shot. Last question, take. Albert. Um, you know, we look at quarterbacks for the 2021 draft, and the weird thing we started yep. to see a little bit of, I think you might have put me onto this, was teams are now saying we're either taking a quarterback in the first round or we're going to take him later, less in this second, third, fourth area, and more like fifth, sixth, seventh round. And when yep. you look at the quarterback crop between Lawrence, your guy Fields, this kid Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, maybe the kid Jamie Newman, Brock Purdy. Yeah. There's a bunch of names. How do you see it shaking out, or is it just too early to to really think about it? Too Lawrence has talked about in a way that only one quarterback that the, the, Lawrence is, is is discussed in a way among NFL people that I've only heard one quarterback discussed in since I started covering the league 15 years ago, and that's Andrew Luck. Like it's Luck and Lawrence are the two that I've heard really discussed this way. That's where it's like this is Peyton Manning, John Elway type of prospect. So I think Lawrence is the the first pick. And I, I, I actually think that like Justin Fields and Trey Lance are relatively close to him. Not like they're not on the level of him and they're not as polished as he is. They obviously don't have the amount of snaps that he does. Um, you know, but I, I had somebody who knows Justin really well, you know, say this to me before he uh before Justin, you know, was my actually played a snap at Ohio State and he obviously knew I was you know, an Ohio State guy, and he said to me, and he's known Justin since he's a teenager, and he said to me, he's like, Justin Fields is a little bit of a smaller Cam Newton with natural accuracy. And so I can sort of see that, you know? And so I, I, I think what we saw from Fields last year was really good. I think he needs more snaps, and, you know, a lot of kids do. But I think, just, like, his, his potential is off the charts. And then I'm telling you, like, so you mentioned Newman. With Lance and Newman – they started popping up in those early mocks. So I started asking around about them. The consensus I got, and I'd say this is unanimous from NFL people, was that Lance is real as a first-round pick and Newman is not. And, I like, Lance to me, you know, I, I you look at the numbers, you look at the level of competition, you know, obviously there's a lot of gray area there and everything mm-hmm. else, but everything that you've heard on him is outstanding. And the way NFL people who've evaluated him talk about him, it's like, now again, maybe he's not Lawrence, but the high-end potential is really, it's, it's real high-end potential. 
And the comp I heard for him was Mahomes. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I know these things are silly. It's like, right? Like, so I just told you that next year's draft, we're going to have like a Peyton Manning, John Elway, right? Like, and then we're going to have Cam Newton, but with natural accuracy. Oh, and then we're going to have Patrick Mahomes. So these things do get a little out of control. Um, but I do think like what you have, I, I think what that tells you is like, Next year's group's really good. Yeah. Next year's group's got potential to be really good. And obviously, what's going to be fascinating about it is if Ohio State doesn't play and North Dakota State isn't playing, right, they're playing one game. Like, we're going to have two guys of the three that only have a year of tape, right? <laughs> like, and they didn't play in the fall. So, I mean, I hope we get to see Fields in the fall. God knows. You know that. Like, yeah. you know how badly I want to see Fields in the fall. Uh, but you know, like, like that's going to be sort of unique too, in that history tells us that guys who are one year stars in college, it's almost impossible, J Mac, to find guys who went in the first round after one year of starting at that position in college that make it as pros, Yeah, you know? So it's going to be really unique from that standpoint. But I think if you're a team that's like, like Jacksonville, that like, we might be pretty bad this year. We might be picking in the top five. If you're one of those teams, I think you probably feel pretty good about what's coming out at the quarterback yeah, position when you look at at Lawrence and Fields and um, Lawrence and Fields and and uh, and Lance. And I mean, if you want a dark horse, like you know, keep an eye on JT Daniels at Georgia. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Okay, JT Daniels of Georgia. Uh, Which might right. be why Newman opted out. That, that probably is where we're headed, yeah. All right, Albert Breer, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Monday morning quarterback. You've been at what, NFL Network, Boston Globe, a bunch of places. Dallas Morning News, Dallas yeah. Dallas Morning News. Yeah. He's a veteran. you got to follow his stuff. And thanks for the stuff. We'll definitely bring you on again during the season, Albert. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the tire decision guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, 
the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate it. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. You guys know me. A couple of you have probably been to, been to Vegas with me. A couple of my buddies listening to this. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to load up. Whether, you know, you're just dicking around playing roulette and, you know, you put a bunch of chips on, like, you know, 21 or something silly. I, I don't mind doing that. Like... I'll never forget, I was walking out of a conference when the big lead was owned by USA Today. I had to go to the airport. And I had some chips left. So we're walking through the casino, and I just roll up and put like 150 bucks on black. And the people around me were like, whoa, what are you doing? I was like, listen, I got to go to the airport. You know, I don't have time to cash in these chips. Just threw it on black, lost it, walk away. You know, not, not that I'm just going through money like it was nothing, but, you know, I'm not afraid to just throw money around. And here we go. Boston Celtics getting a point. I don't know how the hell they're still getting a point against the Raptors. I know Toronto's going to throw the kitchen sink at them. I'm going to ride Boston. They are delivering for me in these playoffs. I'm taking the Celtics and I'm going for the double up again. Now this is getting a little bit greedy. I don't know how the Clippers are only favored by eight and a half. I don't even know if Patrick Beverly's playing. I don't know if Montrezl Harrell's playing. Like, 
I don't need to know it. I saw enough from Denver. Now, Denver will come out in the first half and have some fire. And the Clippers will lock it down in the third quarter and pull away if it is a game. So the Clippers are favored by eight and a half. I think they win by double digits. This line will probably creep up as the day continues. And I'm going with Boston, getting a point for hopefully another 2-0. All right, guys. Hey, thanks a lot for listening. We're crushing it here. It's a lot of fun. Subscribe, rate. Give me that five-star review, yo. Talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.